How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me slash growth. That's hbs.me slash growth. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 4th of October. Our weakness is obvious. Yours is subtle. Whose is more significant? Plus, we'll look around the NBA for a second and let you get to know Rudy Gobert. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked On Jazz. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA Insider. Sure glad to have you tuned in to Locked on Jazz, our daily podcast about the Utah Jazz with insight and expertise you cannot get anywhere else. You can catch this on iTunes by subscribing at Locked on Jazz. You can do it on Google, uh, on any of your Android. You can do it on Ask Alexa or Google Home to play as well uh, for you. And it's also up at Spotify and YouTube. A uh, few bookkeeping notes before we get rolling today's show. Devin Cash, Equity Real Estate, my guy Devin Cash, is sponsoring today's show. I certainly appreciate Devin's continual support. If you're looking to buy or sell a home, Devin Cash is the guy. I'll tell you why. There's got we got great stories from numerous, numerous people uh, who are locked on listeners. Uh, let me do a two bookkeeping notes for you. If you go to my Twitter at Locked On Sports. I've pinned to the top the uh, feed for you. If you want to subscribe to the new Jazz Radio podcast, you'll get the Quinn Snyder Coaches Show every day. You'll get the full play-by-play every day, and you'll get the uh, truncated Jazz Game Rewind. So that's that's what will be on that feed after every game. Not a lot in between games uh, for you uh, there. Locked On NBA has started the NBA Preview Edition. It's one of my... Uh, favorites, all the hosts of the Locked On Podcast Network, go ahead and break down uh, what their, um, you know, their team with a bunch of questions and answers. Eastern Conference number one is up at Locked On NBA, so that's a worthwhile listen. All right, let's get right to the show. Uh, I was talking to David James about this yesterday morning, show host at 1280 The Zone. I've talked about this a few times. I think I've even tweeted something on it, and I thought I might expound on it. And, and the idea here is that the Jazz weakness is obvious. Okay, How the Jazz are going to be able to score enough, and then as we talked about yesterday in the program, the balance between when the Jazz try to get offensive-minded maintaining that defensive prowess. Okay, So, so that's, those are the, um, you know, that's the essence of the Jazz. Is you lose... The 22 points a game of Gordon Hayward, the 16 points a game of George Hill, the passing of Boris Diaw, and some of the other aspects. Are you going to be able to score with enough efficiency at a high enough rate, and particularly late in games? And it's obvious, and offense is all anyone ever sees. So it's a really, really obvious, and it's real, and there's a chance it's being overblown a little bit, and there's a chance, frankly, that we could get into this season and find out, oh dear, it's really a problem. 
Okay, so, and I don't know the answer to that. Uh, I, I have a great faith in Quinn Snyder and his coaching staff. I have great faith in how the Jazz are, are playing and what they're trying to do. And yet, at the other end, let's be honest, it's a talent league. And so if you're lacking in some of that talent, then then that's that's a real issue. The thing that is interesting to me is that when I look at the Western Conference, there are four teams that weakness is irrelevant. Okay, so the Warriors, Houston, Golden State, and San Antonio. They're 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 just that good. From there, I feel like everyone has a weakness that's significant. The others are more subtle. We're slapping you in the face a little bit with ours. But when I look at Denver, who probably is the next best team, maybe Minnesota, maybe Denver. So I I think Denver's terrific. Paul Millsap adds fabulous elements to your team. But Paul Millsap is replacing Danilo Gallinari, who was good. I, I think Paul Millsap's a better player, probably does more, stays healthy longer, has higher value to the team. You have gotten better because of that move. So they're improved, but they, they, they weren't a playoff team last year. So th- they're certainly improved. And they're better defensively with Paul Millsap than they were with Danilo Gallinari. No question, even if Paul's not as long. But they were terrible defensively last year. Terrible. So you are still Jokic. You are still Gary Harris. You're still Wilson Chandler. You are still all mostly the same guys with the addition of Millsap. And last year you ranked 29th in the league defensively. And you were fifth offensively. And I actually don't think you're as good offensively. As much as Millsap's better than Gallinari, Gallinari's an incredibly efficient offensive player. And you don't have a point guard. Emmanuel Moutier has not been good yet. Jamal Murray is, I like a lot, but I'm not sure. And he was the only guy in that draft who I really thought could put up 20. But I'm not sure he's a point guard. I think Denver's going to be really good. Denver, what's interesting to me about Denver last year is what they did well, they did well at an elite level. They were the fifth-best offensive team in the league, the second-best offensive rebounding, the fifth-best defensive rebounding team, the fifth-best shooting team in the league. Like, they were already elite where they were elite. Can they maintain that and become an average defensive team? Boy, that's a big jump. You don't see a lot of teams go from 29th in the league defensively to 15th, and we're expecting two teams to do that. Okay? Okay. So, so Denver's weakness, Denver's strengths are obvious. What they're good at, they're elite at, they add Millsap, and it's woo. Their weaknesses are a little more subtle. Like, they, they're missing a point guard. They're running the offense through Millsap in their first preseason game, and they're, they're not good defensively. We'll see if they stay being bad defensively. They were much more engaged, but it was against the Lakers. Minnesota, what an offseason. Tom Thibodeau, Scott Layden, masterful. Absolutely masterful in what they did. Jimmy Butler, Taj Gibson, uh, bringing in some veterans, similar to what the Jazz did a year ago. Uh, Really, really like what they did. 
They won 31 games last year. 31. Now, I, I think Jimmy Butler is really good. I'm not sure what I think of Jeff Teague over Ricky Rubio. We'll, we'll find out. My personal preference is Ricky Rubio instead of Teague, but I, I would get – I get it. I could be wrong on that. I think that's going to be really interesting to watch. Um, I'm, I'm not a big Teague guy, but, boy, Atlanta won a lot of games with him, so maybe I should stop. Jamal Crawford is past what he does well. And here's a team. So 31 games. So they had Jimmy Butler. Is he really a 20-win difference? Is that really a 50-win team? Carl Anthony Towns is out of this world great. After that, everybody on last year's team was below average offensively. Andrew Wiggins is tough on the offensively. He's a minus .6 pack player. Jeff Teague and Jimmy Butler, they're big additions. Jimmy Butler's terrific. Okay, so they're, they've got an, and efficient. And Jeff Teague's above average. So it's a big step forward for them offensively from individually from Teague to Rubio. No question. So they're, I, I, I think they're probably the fifth best team in the West. I, I'm a fan of what we have here. However, just subtle weakness, right, that could cause you problems. Gorgie Zhang is going to play. He is not a three. He does not stretch the floor. Andrew Wiggins is not a three-point shooter. Carl Anthony Towns is, but he's your post presence. Jimmy Butler is not actually a very good shooter. Last year, 37%, I think is probably an outlier, Maybe not. His numbers are 38, 28, 38, 31, 37. His career number is 34. Maybe he's made an uptick if he's a 38% three-point shooter. That takes care of a lot of the problems. Jeff Teague, last year in Indiana, 35%. The year prior, 40, but the year before that, 34, 33, 36. The the rule in the league is if you've taken after your 753s, that's your number. He was about a 34, 35% three-point shooter. He's okay. But not great. Jamal Crawford's no longer a good shooter. Shabazz Muhammad does not shoot outside. They're they're weird. They they're going to have a hard time stretching the floor. And again, I think they're going to be better defensively. But they were twenty fifth or twenty sixth in the league defensively last year, and tenth offensively. The Clippers. It all has to do with health. Gallinari. Blake Griffin have simply got to stay healthy. And Tessa Dosich has to be able to play. I mean, they lost Chris Paul. And everyone's kind of like, yeah, they'll be okay. Really? Are we sure? I'm not sure. And I like Patrick Beverly an awful lot. And maybe particularly after the last two years where he shot 38% from three, I should open up my Patrick Beverly eyes a little bit more. It's an above-average effective field goal percentage. He's above-average pack. He gets six rebounds, four assists. I mean, he does some neat things, but let's watch what happens when he's the lead guy without James Harden next to him. Right? I mean, their point guard play could be really could struggle. I find the weaknesses of those teams 
all to be significant, similar to where the Utah Jazz are. Different, maybe a little more subtle, but significant. It's going to be pretty fascinating. And we're going to know early. Denver, Minnesota, Oklahoma City, L.A. Clippers to open the year for the Jazz. Portland in the next homestand after that. We're going to know early. These little, this little stretch right here for the Jazz is significant. He's really, really significant. Because, and I mean this stretch right now. Like tonight, against Maccabi, Haifa, the... And get it, and, and who's not a very good, probably not as good as the Sydney Kings. So this might be a knowing that the Jazz play Friday, Monday, Tuesday against real NBA teams. This might be a chance where the Jazz shorten the rotation a little or lengthen the rotation a little bit and decide to uh, play some of the other guys. R- Rudy's going to dominate this thing early in a way that's probably not fair. So we'll we'll keep an eye on that. Probably really going to, probably not much of a challenge tonight. A few notes around the NBA. I think it's interesting to watch D'Angelo Russell in his third year, Chris Dunn in his second. Two point guards that struggled early and do it in the context of Dante Exum. I think that one's worth keeping an eye on. Uh, The All-Star game, they've revamped. I know a lot of people were hoping that this meant that Gordon Hayward's not going to make the All-Star team. The way I read it, they're still going to be Eastern Conference All-Stars and Western Conference All-Stars. They're just not going to play. But we may be moving in that direction. And New Orleans did it last night. They really are playing Drew Holiday as a two-guard with Rajon Rondo as the point guard. Not sure what I think of that. Today's show is brought to you by Devin Cash of Equity Real Estate. Devin's a guy who jumped on as an, one of the original sponsors to the program and has been with us the whole time. And it's really neat because what I love about Devin Cash is that I get these emails back from people who are saying, I used him. He's everything he says he is. And that's just a cool thing in this world when somebody, the very, very first thing Devin said to me, I I said, I need to know why should someone use Devin Cash? And he wrote back to me, I really approach real estate with the heart of a teacher. I never want my clients to feel uncomfortable with any situation. I love working with first-time home buyers because I can guide them through the process from start to finish. When you need to talk to me, you talk to me. You won't have to deal with secretaries, receptionists, coordinators. I never rush my clients into a decision they're not ready to make. And as cherry on top, we can talk jazz basketball in between. Okay, so that's what he told me. And you wonder. Then I get an email from Zach Campbell, who's a longtime listener who was moving from Hawaii back to Bountiful. And he writes, what most people don't realize about realtors is their ability to establish rapport with the counterpart plays a huge role in how the sale proceeds. Devin is simply a downright good guy, which fosters positive relationships with everyone he interacts with, with several other people vying for a home we purchased. I credit Devin's interpersonal skills and real estate savvy. He, and I get another one. This one came in from Kyle Diener. Uh, with my wife enrolling in the U, we are moving. I gave Devin a call after convincing my wife to trust Jazz Nation. I've been more than pleasantly pleased. We spent 15 minutes talking about my situation, when we wanted to go, where we were planning to go. Devin listened to Genuine Care. We spent the next 25 minutes talking basketball and life. Devin built a market comparison for me. Uh, and by the end of the day, which was great, I didn't expect it so quickly. The biggest thing was Devin never rushed us. It's interesting and great to see a guy say this is who he is and then have it. I could give you Tim and Whitney. I can give you what 
uh, Ryan and Natalie said it's been consistent throughout. So give Devin Cash of Equity Real Estate a call if you're in the market to buy or sell a home. 801-759-1495. 801-759-1495. By the way, his brokerage offers relocation service. So if you're moving, he can refer you to anyone in the nation, to a different agent, check up on things and make sure it's going well uh, for you. So if you're unfortunately moving out of Utah, uh, that's one uh, as well. And by the way, um, uh, he did a deal a year ago in which he gets you jazz season tickets for the year. It's a little more difficult this year because the tickets are sold out. So he's giving clients 15% of his commission back in tickets uh, or whatever they choose to do and however you want to use it in your budget. So that's that's the deal this year. You're getting 15% of his commission back in tickets, uh, not just jazz season tickets. So you might choose to just do it for five games or something like that. That's Devin Cash, Equity Real Estate. Give him a call today, 801-759-1495. Now let's get to why you're here. Let's get to know Rudy Gobert. All right, let's get to know Rudy Gobert a little bit. If you took me back to your hometown, where would you take me? What would you show me? Uh, I'll show you where I, uh, the neighborhood where I grew up uh, in Saint-Quentin, north of France. And I'll probably show you uh, probably the school that I went to uh, and all kind of stuff. Do you have any brothers and sisters? Yes, I have one brother and one sister. They're both uh, older than me. So you were the youngster. Were you always trying to keep up with them? Yeah, I was the youngest, but they... I mean, we got my brother got ten years older than me, and my sister got uh, about eighteen years more, more, no, eighteen years, thirteen years older than me. So, yeah, I'm, I'm the definitely the youngest. So you were very close with your mom. Is that a little bit because you were the only child, almost an only child? Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, I mean, I was with my mom since since I was born. So yeah, I was she was kind of protecting me. You know, it's very. It's one of the cuter things when I see the two of you together, walking various times around. If you took me back to your childhood room, what what did it look like? Uh, back in the days, I had a lot of uh, basketball posters, uh, a lot of little uh, little games. It was pretty messy, but you know, just just a kid's room. Well, who were they on the posters? Uh, I used to get that uh, it was a basketball magazine, and every time you had like a poster. So I wasn't picking, but there was a lot of players, usually all stars, probably from ten years ago, twelve years ago. When you were a kid playing, did, who were, did you always pretend to be? I wasn't pretending to be anyone, to be honest. I was just yeah, I was just being myself. Uh, I was trying to get better, and you know, just try to every day just learn. What was the worst chore? you ever had as a kid? I think I did the, I don't know if you know Macarena, the song. Hey, Macarena. Yeah, yeah I think I did the dance one time. <laughs> but there's no proof, there's no video <laughs> evidence. Uh, what was your first nickname? My first nickname? Uh, I never had much nicknames until I got here and Stafford Tower. I have another nickname in national team, but uh, I can't really say it. <laughs> I have uh, yeah, Godzilla, Stafford Tower. What is your? You have a lot of downtime in the NBA. What's your favorite thing to do in that that free time? Well, I know, and I just made a music studio in my in my in my house, so I'm, I like to do some music and stuff. So 
I'm working on it. Are you producing music? Creates the what I what's I'm your more, I'm more I'm more singing. I'm singing rapping, but uh, I'm learning to do both. You know, just because it's fun and, and I like it. Interesting. Um, what is your favorite road restaurant? Road restaurant. Uh, man, I've been to so many. I've been to a lot of restaurants. I need to. I need some time for, to think about this. This one. I'm just trying to steal places to eat this year. You know. All right. Let's get into kind of. There's these two books that are very popular right now. One's called Grit by Angela Duckworth, and the other's Talent Code by Daniel Coyle. And it's about what creates peak performance. Creates you know what allows stars. So the first one's wh- Why did you believe you were going to make it? Because I wanted it. You know, that's what I wanted to do. And uh, I think in life, when you when you want to do something, there's no reason why you you can't do it. What gave you the hope? What gave me the hope? Uh, I mean, first of all, my dad. My dad was a basketball player. I was, I think, uh, you know, indirectly, I was thinking I was, like, trying to be better, you know. I, I never say that, but I think probably knowing myself, that's probably what I... What I was thinking when I was younger, and I'll just try to be better, try to try to aim, you know, try to take it one step at a time, but always aiming higher. When you think back about your journey, when you think back to what some of the other kids were doing, how were you different? What was the thing that separated you from the other kids? I think I was I always was always having fun in what I was doing, you know, uh, always competitive, always trying to win. Whatever I was doing, uh, the most important thing was winning, you know. And uh, still the same now. Whatever I do, you know, I don't, I don't want to lose. I want to win. And uh, I think in life, you know, when you have that kind of mentality, and you do the right thing to put yourself in the position to win, there is no reason that you don't reach your goals. And sometimes you're gonna, you're gonna fail. But if when you fail, you still keep, you know, you get a plan B and you keep bouncing, and you know, you, you'll be fine. In the book Talent Code, they talk about deliberate practice, or they, he actually calls it acute practice, and it's, it's kind of looking at hotbeds. So in Brazil, there's a story about the best soccer players all come out of this place where there's actually no field. They play in these little alleyways in the inner city and mm. in the ghetto, and so their feet are faster because they're playing with little balls, and mm. they get out in the big field, and they're so much bigger. What would be an example in your career of where you maybe practiced in a way or pushed yourself beyond what you were comfortable with? I always love to do things that most people don't do, you know. Uh, I think that's you know if you want to be different, you want to be better. You have to do things. You have to do things differently than other people. And I always listen to all the coaches, all the people that help me. But at the same time, I was trying to you know be myself. And uh, and I think it's great. You know, I always have fun trying some new stuff. And you know, it doesn't have to be basketball. Just trying new stuff in general. But grit. They talk about not having complacency. You might be the best example of someone who's like, you know what, I'm just. What allows you to have that kind of belief that you always can improve and you can always get better? I think it's inside me, you know. Uh, I think I'm, I'm 25 and, you know, I'm just learning. And not only on the court, I'm learning about myself. I'm learning about, you know, everything in, in general, in life. I'm just learning, you know, every day, every year. And uh, and I'm open to learn, you know. I'm, I'm, I open my mind and, you know, I just learn about all kind of stuff. Perseverance, the word yeah, persist. Exactly. What, what allows you to? What, what does that mean to you? What persistence means is means like, you know, whatever happened, whatever. If someone tells you you won't make it, if someone tells you you're not good enough, you you know that you believe in yourself, and 
you know that if you do the right things, you, you're going to succeed. And it might not take one day, it might not take one year, but if you don't give up, you know, you keep, keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing. Sooner or later, you're going to get it because other people, either they already have it and they're going to give it up, or, or other people are going to give up before they get it, you know. So if you never stop, you're always going to end up first. There's a quote that says, to do anything really well, you have to overextend yourself. You have to do something over and over that's unnatural until it becomes natural. What would be an example for you? I think it's about, for that, maybe muscle memory, about shooting, about finishing, you know, uh, the habits, defensive habits, you know, the things that when you start, you're not used to it, but by doing it, doing it over and over, you know, you it just becomes automatic it's like when you when you write for the first time you know you don't know it's weird but then once you do it every day and you learn it then it's nice automatic you know superlative performance elite performance is really a confluence of a dozen small skills each one learned having been drilled into one larger habit when you think of your game what are the small skills the minute or kind of tiny details that allow you to be as good as you are it's all details, you know, it's all little things that you put together in the same outside the court, you know, nutrition, recovery, all that stuff, you know, it's it's all the little things that you put and then you, you get a big thing. And on the court, it's all communication, hustle, uh, talent, finish. I mean, you put all these little things together and then you get a great player. Yeah. Finally, what brings you out every day? After 11 straight days of practice or six straight days or... What gets you out for the next day? What keeps you coming back to the court every day? Because I have fun and I enjoy the process of, you know, getting better. Sometimes, I mean, it's, it's not fun to fucking, sorry, to to be suffering in the weight room or in the court. But when when, I, when, I, when I'm in this weight room, I don't really, I'm seeing the, the issue, you know. I'm seeing, like, the where can he text me? Where can that, you know, what can I do for me and, and then it hurts, but if it goes at the same time, you know, because I know that then I got nothing to, even if I don't succeed, I know that I did the right thing to, to help myself succeed. Yeah. All right, a little fun final one. I did this with Haul. So travels with, he did travels with Rudy. What are travels with Haul like? Uh, <laughs> you got organized because he, he always do anything. I'm, I'm kind of the same, but I, I'm better now. But you do everything at the last moment, and yeah, you gotta organize. You know, you gotta you gotta decide. I gotta decide everything because he, I know that's why he said he said you gotta do what he really wants. But I gotta do. I gotta decide everything because he don't want to decide. So. <laughs> and at that point, I was laughing hard enough because that's basically what Howell said about Rudy, but with a different tone. That we wrapped it up. Really interesting here from Rudy. Get his mindset about grit, where he is on all of that. Been a very interesting uh, to hear him and what he has to say. Uh, so appreciate Rudy for that time. Devin Cash was our sponsor today of Equity Real Estate. If you'd like to sponsor uh, today's program or t- any, not today's, future programs, you can email me at dlock09 at gmail.com. That's dlock09 at gmail.com. Devin Cash, Equity Real Estate, 801 759 1495. I'll talk to you again tomorrow.